Casseliligne, the French football podcast with the accent is brought to you by Breaking the Lines. BreakingTheLines.com, the website. Go and take a look at the latest articles that have been written, uh, how Robert Lewandowski can change the future of Barcelona, uh, Dele, Ali's brief and futile um, Everton spell is actually a pretty good uh, article. Uh, and then a little bit of, of history with the 10 greatest team who failed to win uh, a World Cup. Uh, and it's actually a, a pretty good read as well. Go and listen to the podcasts as well. Uh, of course, available on all your uh, platforms. Aira Girigore for the Italian uh, podcast. Road to Qatar, uh, episode 7, uh, when... Uh, when I speak about France uh, with my friend Rimtik, is is quite a, a fun episode to talk about. Obviously, I said that France could win the World Cup. Uh, and then there's also uh, Tactic Room, Uzad, Cortalinias, of course. Listen to all the podcasts and the article from Breaking the Lines. In this episode of Casse uh, Lignes, two parts. Uh, we're going back to, to the two parts that I was doing last year. In the first part, I look into the important uh, transfers, I think, after four games uh, that at least we are seeing the impact of and that might be impactful all season. Uh, and then, of course, in part two, we go and check the 10 games of the weekend from that um, crazy, great win, 7-0 from Montpellier in Brest, uh, to the first draw conceded by Paris Saint-Germain at home against uh, Monaco. Anyway, uh, Castellini, um start now, but first, as usual, music. So it's Tuesday afternoon here in France when uh, I'm recording this one. And of course, we're going to talk about round three in Ligue 1. Uh, the 10 games were all played, 33 goals scored. And another very prolific week. And of course, a, a crazy win for Montpellier, 7-0 in Brest. Uh, twice in a row that we have seven goals scored now after that win from Paris Saint-Germain against Lille Paris Saint-Germain, who didn't win this weekend for the first time. Uh, we also saw four red cards being given. We're going to go through all this. We're going to go back to having two parts to this podcast. So part one, we will discuss a few of the transfers that have been done so far. Um, and, and I guess I just want to talk about five um, successful transfers that I see already and that I think are going to be very successful this season. Uh, and, and we'll mention a few um, that maybe could have um, gotten their spot in that top five. Uh, and also I'm going to talk about three players that I think are going to be dearly missed, um, that we already are seeing some consequences. And I think the consequences are just going to um, keep happening all season. In part two, of course, we're going to discuss um, the match day. We're going to go quickly through all 10 games and uh, and discuss the, the main points that have happened during this weekend. So part one of Casse-les-Lignes, the French football podcast. Like I said, we're going to discuss a few of the transfers that I think have already made quite an impact. So I decided to do, I guess, five that I think are already successful and three um, that probably um, are successful, but the other way around for the team where they went to and definitely a, a big miss for the teams that they've left uh, in France. We're going to start with the, uh, with the positive. And of course, there's been a lot of um, pretty big name um, transfer to to Ligue 1 this season. Um, you know, Lyon has brought back all their uh, all their old guard. 
Paris Saint-Germain, of course, is doing um, some very smart buys, and there's some happening as as we go. As I said, it's uh, it's Tuesday afternoon here, um, and we already heard, I think, this morning um, that most likely Ruiz is is happening. The um, midfielder from Napoli, there's Carlo Soler from Valencia, who might join Paris Saint-Germain. Um, Marseille has has brought some some quite um, important names with um, Alexis Sanchez, namely, I guess I should say, and also um, Eric Bailly from Manchester United. And, you know, Tavares has made a, a, an impact as well. Um, but anyway, I just want to stop on, on five of them. Um, you know, two that probably you expect and three maybe a bit less expected. Um, and then we'll discuss about the three players that are uh, basically that are, be, are going to be missed, I think, uh, this season in Liga. Let's talk about the, the positive. Vitinha is the first one that I really want to mention. I mean, it's obvious, right? Uh, since the preseason and also the, the Trophée des Champions, the French Committee Shield, um, Vitinha has made an, an immense impact, I think, on Paris Saint-Germain. Um, I think, you know, it's a, it's a general feeling with Paris Saint-Germain that, that they're just playing better, that they are uh, a bit more of a team. Uh, but for example, he didn't play this weekend, Vitinha against Monaco, and we've seen that it was just a little bit less good for Paris Saint-Germain in the midfield. Um, I think he's pairing with Marco Verratti. He's doing marvels. Uh, Verratti, every beginning of season, we tend to see him as good as it should be uh, for a few games, and, and Vitinha is making the most of that. Those two playing in that um, in that double pivot role with um, Mendes on, on one side and Akimi on the other side, and of course uh, the MNM up front uh, has has been amazing. But Vitinha has shown that a he's got the technique to match the three up front, and b he's got the aggressivity and the intensity that Paris Saint Germain needs in the middle of the park. Um, and uh, you know, of course, the real test for Paris Saint Germain will be. The Champions League will be after the World Cup, as we keep saying, um, when the Champions League becomes a bit more serious. But I think a player like Virginia, who had been great at Porto last season, uh, is already showing this season that is going to make um, quite the impact for, for Paris Saint-Germain. So that's the first player that I thought was a very good signing. And, you know, sometimes um, Paris Saint-Germain signings, they're all about money and marketing and not so much about football. I think this guy is definitely about football and about the right direction that Paris Saint-Germain is going to. You know, something to note, I think, for, for Paris Saint-Germain this season, as far as the um, uh, market goes, the, the transfer market, is how they were able to really unload a few of their um, bigger contracts. You know, I think Draxler is gone, Sarabia, sorry, Sarabia is staying, Kurzawa uh, is gone, Kerrer is gone, um, Diallo. They're just really doing a good job removing some of the players that they didn't need um, to keep on their payroll, basically. Um, so, so it's good that the work is done well on both sides, if, if they can, you know, um, push Paredes out, Icardi out, um, then then they'll have almost a, a completely done deal. But it was it was, I think, a good, uh, a very good even transfer window. And the the recruitment is is smart and it's a bit less flashy than it's been in the past. But it is players that I think they needed and that they're gonna hopefully use the best way until they get a centre-back. Hopefully for them, they get a centre-back in the next uh, couple of days. Uh, the rivals from Paris Saint-Germain also uh, made a splash in the transfer market. And I want to talk about Alexis Sanchez, who joined uh, Marseille uh, from Inter Milan um, on a free. Um, I guess he was a free agent. He, he did um, remove his, uh, sorry, terminate his, his contract with Inter Milan before he signed for Marseille. Uh, and we are seeing his impact um, straight away. Uh, Alexis Sanchez um, is is becoming 
I guess, the technical leader of uh, this Marseille team in the couple of games that he's played. Uh, he is, you know, he is younger than Dimitri Payet, and Dimitri Payet had an, an, an extraordinary season last year. He's, on, he's only uh, 33, about to turn 34 in December, um, Alexis Sanchez. But we are seeing straight away, like I said, his impact, uh, both mentally and technically. We see talking to the rest of the players, his, um, his understanding with um, Jonathan Kloss is already uh, really good. This weekend, he played with... Payet uh, and, and he scored two goals and we can see that they're going to get along well but also he fights and he talks to the team the whole game uh, and I think he's going to be very important for Marseille all season because he brings um, the competitivity, the intensity the the uh, you know that experience that they're going to need in Champions League, we know that they're not been very successful in Champions League before uh, they have a group that maybe looks a bit more like uh, a Europa League group um, this season with Frankfurt, Tottenham and, and Sporting um, not you know not uh, one of the big 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 names that they could have faced uh, but still a pretty um, I guess a homogeneous group where anybody could get out of it and someone with the experience of Alexis Sanchez I think is going to be crucial um, for Marseille it's also quite important that um, he's not going to play the Champions League so the sorry the World Cup um, so he's going to have his um, you know all of his um, focus is going to be on Marseille and and I think that's something that will at least I don't know if it's helpful but at least it's not going to be detrimental to Marseille to have a player who just wants to be here to um, prepare for the for the World Cup so um, so good on Marseille for getting Alex Sanchez and I think we're going to see just how important he's going to be in Ligue 1 um, all season. So that's the two that maybe um, anybody would expect that I would mention, right? The two transfers that have already um, been brilliant. Um, three others that I want to talk about that, you know, maybe are a little bit overlooked. Uh, one of them definitely um, is is not going to be overlooked for too long. Junya Ito, uh, the Japanese international who um, joined Reims uh, from um, Bruges. I, I think it's I think it's just a uh, sorry from from Genk, not from Bush. I think it's a brilliant um, piece of signing. I was surprised that he went to Reims. It's not even that expensive for who he is. He's he's a very good football player. He's quick. He's technical. He's got a high football IQ. He can score. He can pass. Um, he can provoke one on one. He can shoot from afar. He scored a header this weekend. Uh, he's a complete striker. I mean, there's always the fear that you know when they succeed. In, in Belgium, in the Netherlands, um, they come to Ligue 1 and they just don't, it, has, it doesn't translate. And we've seen it with younger players, um, you know, like Calvin Stengs and, and Miron Boadou, who haven't, um, who haven't done that well with Nice and Monaco. But Junior Aito is a bit older. Um, he's, you know, he's done it on the international scene as well with Japan and, and with Reims. I think, uh, of course, with, with Folarin, uh, Balogun up front, it works well. But I think even if Balogun wasn't here, uh, Ito is going to be the technical leader of that um, attack at Reims and Reims were missing a striker uh, or at least a um, somebody who can perform often, uh, consistently, I should say, up front since they lost Bulaija. And I think um, the addition of Ito is is very good and I think it's going to help them um, finishing in the middle of the table because uh, like we'll talk later, uh, they have a bit of work to do defensively maybe. Uh, but I, I, was, I was impressed that they could sign him and then when you see him play, um, you know, I think it's no surprise that he's going to be a mainstay this season and that's going to be very important for us and that other teams are going to have to be uh, careful because the Japanese international can make a difference by himself. He's very selfless, so he can also um, give the goal to everybody else and um, and Balogun um, has already got a couple of offerings. Um, and, and I think he's going to be somebody that this season in Ligue 1 will be, uh, will be one of the talents to watch. 
Um, the next one is is in Lens in the north. Uh, Salis Abdul Samed. I mean, we've seen it last year playing with Clermont, and he was he was good. And you know, Clermont were fighting to avoid relegation. So um, you see that he's good, but you might not see um, how good he can be. Uh, and he just slided in that Lens team uh, as if nothing happened. I mean, if you've listened to this podcast when we talked about Lens uh, with my friend from um, um, Sorare Invest FC, he's, he's Twitter uh, name. Um, he told. He said that you know when Samet joined, he, he was very happy because they lost Czech Ducouré. Uh, you might as well get the guy who has the same trajectory as Ducouré. Uh, Samet and Ducouré were in the same academy uh, back in uh, back in Africa, and they were both brought to Lens at the same time. And Lens picked Ducouré, and Samet went to Clermont. Um, so it was almost natural that when Ducouré went to England, uh, that Samet takes his place. So that then it's the same kind of. Um, same kind of player as far as at least football education, uh, same academy, and he just slotted in there perfectly uh, right next to Fofana. Of course, Fofana is in brilliant form, uh, but having somebody like um, Salis Abdul Samed doing the work in the shadow is is going to be uh, very, very important for, for Lance, and I think um, that is going to be a season where we're going to talk a lot about him. Uh, Lance, of course, on a, on a terrific start of the season with three wins and, um, and one draw. Um, and I think having a player like him who can, like I said, just slot in without making it feel like uh, a player of, of the importance of Ducouré is gone is, is going to be very helpful for, uh, for Les Saints uh, So I was quite happy to, um, to see him succeed. Uh, and the last player that I want to mention, you know, maybe a bit a bit left field, uh, but um, even M. Vogo, who is the new goalkeeper at um, Lorient. You know, Lorient has struggled with goalkeepers in, in the past few years. Nardi was there um, as the number one. Uh, and then um, we know what happened in, in January. Nardi was, um, you know, basically asked to go. They tried to find somebody to replace him. Um, they struggled. Then, um, what's his name? Dreyer took the um, the first spot for the second part of the season because uh, Nardi just wasn't performing. Uh, and, and then they were looking for a goalkeeper and, and there they are now uh, finding the uh, Swiss international keeper who used to be the um, Leipzig um, goalkeeper, um, Yvonne M. Vogo. I'm, just, I'm wondering, he was playing somewhere between... Uh, Leipzig, oh, the young boys, sorry, and 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 PSV and Doven as well. Uh, so he, he's a goalkeeper that obviously has the uh, has the experience uh, at PSV and Doven. The first season uh, he played quite a few games and then uh, and then let um, his spot to uh, to another keeper. Uh, but having a player like him uh, who uh, who has done um you know being number one at young boys for a long time and then 41 games if i'm not mistaken yeah that's what it is at psv uh switzerland international since 2018 joining a team like lorient is important and he's already um shown what he's capable of uh, i mean um, you know it's not like he has he has three clean sheets he's considered a couple of goals uh but he played against uh, ren and didn't concede uh and then um you know, the Lorient has also uh, is still undefeated after three games. They they didn't play the fourth game because of that um, postponed game against Lyon. Uh, but two in one draw, and they've only conceded three goals in those three games. And Mvogo has done um, has made already quite a few saves. Uh, so it was it was important, I think, for me to uh, to mention him because. Last year, the defense of Lorient was shaky because they couldn't rely on the keeper, I think. And now having a goalkeeper like him who's who's played um, in... Um, well, yeah, who's played in Champions League, I think, or played in Europa League, one or the other. Uh, and and who's been... Um, yeah, he's played in both, sorry. Uh, and who's been that experience coming into a team like Lorient, I think is going to be very um, useful for them. And I think um, Le Bris must be 
happy to get a, a player like Mvogo coming in and play for him this season. Uh, there's there's a few that I could have mentioned that I didn't uh, mention um, as far as successful recruit. You know, Brice Samba um, for Lance, Rémi Cabela for, for Lille, I think is going to be important. Sofiane Diop, who just signed uh, in Nice, I think is going to uh, have uh, have something to do over there. Tolisso, of course, at Lyon. Um, Bruno Acostil, the new OCR goalkeeper, who's made a few saves this uh, the past couple of weekends. Uh, Komnen Andrich, the Bosnian... Is it Bosnian or Serbian? Oh, I don't want to insult anybody. Uh, I think it's Serbian from... Uh, I'm going to have to look it up. Um, for, who plays at um, Clermont uh, and who comes from uh, the Dynamo Zagreb. Um, I think we've seen already his ability to uh, basically to, to stand in the middle of the defense and to help um, Mohamed Chan, another um, another striker that is, um, I think, it's going to be important this season for Clermont, sorry, he's Serbian, um, Conan Hendrik. Uh, so I think those those are important signings as well. Um, Wabi Kazri at, at Montpellier, we've seen his impact this weekend, Folar in Balogun, Tis uh, Dalinga at Toulouse, a lot of players, a lot of signings, you know, Tavares at Marseille as well. I think a lot of signings are going to be good, but those five, Vitinha, Alexis Sanchez, Saliz Abdul Samed, Junior Ito, and even M. Vogo, to me, um, and, you know, two days after, two days uh, before the end of the transfer window are the five that are going to impact Ligue 1 the most this season. And if we look on the other way, uh, the three players that have gone and that I think are going to be uh, dearly, dearly, dearly missed, um, the first is obviously, I think, Nayef Aguerd, um, the experienced, and experienced is only 25, I think, uh, the Moroccan international, the, the Ren defender, and we've seen Ren, um, really struggling, um, you know, really not being able to sort out what's going on with their defense, uh, early in this season. They, um, recruited Arthur Theat, they recruited Rincon, um, Rincon or Rincon, um, and they are, they're just not what you expect from Ren, what you had from Ren late last year. Of course, um, you know, you Rodon is his name. Of course, you don't have the mainstay goalkeeper because you took Mandanda and then he got injured after a game and a half. And so Alemdar is there. And so now all of a sudden, Alemdar, Teat, and Rodon were your defense against Lance this weekend. And those three players, Alemdar did a bit last year. Uh, but those three players aren't the ones that were here for most of last season when you were so successful. Um, so you have to work with all the changes and try to, uh, to adapt quickly. And it's hard to do, of course, early in the season. Um, but, but I really think that, you know, Aguerd just made the change from one defender to another seamless. Da Silva left. Bade arrived, Bade didn't perform, Aguirre performed, um, Omrani, um, Warmed, uh, Omari, excuse me, came and started right next to Aguirre and Aguirre put this guy right into confidence and made him one of the revelation of the season last year. And now Omari is injured, Bade is not confirming. You you get two defenders, Teat and Rodon, and they're going to need a bit of time to adjust. I think it's it's really hurting Ren early in this season. It, it might hurt them for a bit to have lost um, a player of the experience of uh, of of Aguirre. it's always hard to replace somebody like Aguirre. unfortunately for Ren, they have the the experience of recruiting well up front and not that well um in defense uh, you know but it didn't work out um Melling just 
he's not a, uh, a starter all the time. Truffer is is there. Uh, so yeah, we'll see. Mandanda was on the bench this weekend, and, and I'm assuming he's going to start afterwards. But um, but yeah, I think I wish Rennes the best, but without Aguirre, it's going to be, I think, a, a bit harder. Uh, and then the two other players that I put in there that I think are going to be missed are our two goalkeepers, uh, Walter Benitez, of course, at Nice. Um, I, I just think it's a weird story. I mean, he went on a free at PSV. Mind you, if you've watched what happened in PSV the last couple of games, uh, he's made a few mistakes, so maybe they're not going to miss him that much if they see how he play now. But I think at Nice, it was comfortable uh, and he knew what was going on and he was instrumental in Nice getting the results that they've been getting. I mean, he was to the point where people, when he got his French passport, were thinking, oh, maybe this guy should be one of the new, uh, one of the French goalkeepers for the World Cup, like number three or something like that. Uh, but anyway, he left on a free First, I thought Bulka was going to take number one. I mean, Bulka uh, brought Nice to the final of the Coupe de France. So he had uh, a few good games and he played with his defense. And then Nice has been out saying that they've just looked for a goalkeeper all summer. Uh, they tried to get Summer and they couldn't get him. And I'm sure they regret now when we see what he's done this weekend against Bayern. Um, they, they tried a few names went by and now they finally settled on Casper uh, Schmeichel, who's joined uh, and who's played the last couple of games, but just just wasn't great. I mean, I'm considering three against Marseille, not that he could have done much about them, but you can see that it's a bit shaky defensively uh, and Benitez was just comfortable at Nice. And again, it's it's point lost early that you can see are down to the fact that there's a lack of automatism, a lack of understanding and something that if the keeper had stayed, wouldn't have happened. So losing one of the best keepers in Ligue 1 is always going to be complicated. Uh, they replaced him with Schmeichel. It, it made a bit of a weird thing, I think, with Bulka, because I think if Bulka signed for Nice, it's because he thought he was going to get the number one role. Uh, Lucien Favre saw it differently. Uh, and, and now we're seeing that it's just not as good as it was uh, before. And, and Nice is recruiting uh, left, right, and center to get people up front. Uh, they got Job. They're trying to get Awar. Uh, but I think defensively, they really need somebody. I mean, this weekend, Tojibo was um, suspended and it was really hard for them. And they rely a lot on dance. That's that's so, that is quite an old player. So um, they need to do something. And Marshall maybe wasn't the right thing to do to replace somebody of the talent of, of Benitez. And the other the other keeper that was one of the best of the uh, French competition last year and is gone is, of course, uh, Rajkovic, the um, former Reims goalkeeper who is now down, to, uh, down, down in Spain. I, I have one million for that guy. I mean, Reims should have jumped on it. Nice should have jumped on it. Uh, I mean, I would have liked Marseille to jump on him. He's such a, a brilliant goalkeeper and, and now he's, he's down in Spain. Um and he was replaced by Pence, and it's it's just going to be hard, I think, um, to 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 go behind a guy like Rajkovic because it was, I think, he was insane last year, and and I'd, like I said, I don't think you can replace a guy like him this easily. But uh, there's definitely um, struggles uh, in in Reims to to replace him. I mean, uh, this poor uh, this poor Pence scored um, considered four against Clermont, considered four uh, against Marseille, and then just one against Strasbourg and one. Um, against Lyon this weekend, but Lyon were, were pretty terrible. Uh, and, and I was trying to, I had a feeling when I saw him play that he was just not uh, impressive me. And I was trying to like back myself up with uh, with stats, right? Uh, and so what I what I found is that um, Reims uh, last year were stopping 
um, 75%, yes, yeah, 75% of the shot um, coming to Rajkovic were saved. Uh, and well, since the beginning of the season, um, only uh, not even 50% of the shot that have gone um, to 47% is the, is the exact number that have gone towards um, Pence have been saved. So 17 um, shots on target and uh, and he, he was only able to make um, eight saves. So they it's just not a great start. You're actually uh, considering 10, of course, to start. Uh, but I think we've seen the difference between one keeper and the other. And hopefully it's going to grow into um, a keeper that Reims can rely on. Of course, there's defensive issues as well. Um, I mean, I do rate Woodface and, and Abdelhamid, but uh, it's obviously not working as well as it was working when Rajkovic was behind them. And so, so yeah, I think the three players that are going to be missed the most, Aguirre, Benitez, Rajkovic, is pretty, um, is, is pretty accurate. There's a few players, of course, again, that could have been mentioned, Botman at Lille, um, although I don't mind Alexandro who came in and replaced him for a guy who comes from second division in Portugal. It's actually a pretty neat find. Uh, Chouamini at Monaco is going to be missed. I mean, he's already missed. They, they missed out on uh, Champions League, um, in my opinion, maybe because they didn't have a six. Uh, but now Camara has joined and we've seen uh, against Paris how great it's been. Uh, Ducouré, of course, from Lens, Onana from Lille, Colomuani. From from Nantes, are all players that also are going to be missed. Uh, but yeah, I thought you know to get two days before the end of the transfer window, uh, I was going to give my uh, my feelings after four games of uh, of which players have already made an impact and will make an impact, and which players um, the fact that they're gone might change the um, the fate of their team altogether. We'll see. We'll, we'll keep this uh, you know somewhere on the record, and we'll come back to it uh, later in the season, and we'll see if. Uh, if I was right or if I was um, completely uh, off the mark. So that's part one of the pod. Um, you know, Stay tuned, go in and listen to part two where we cover the 10 games that were played this weekend.